You're listening to the Toledo City Paper. Reader and radio listener. Voted Best of Toledo 2022. The best radio show and best podcast. Bring what you got. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. In five, four, three, two. Initialize sequence now. The Doctor is in. This is Randomosity, Toledo's only vinyl radio show. On air, online, anytime, on demand at your fingertips. Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Podbean, Audible on Amazon, as well as Player FM. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Randomosity Podcast, and on X, formerly known as Twitter, Randomosity T-O-L, continuing our online series here um, for First Amendment Comedy, brought to you in part by Crumbly Comedy, putting on some awesome shows downtown Toledo at Ernest Brewworks. You want to check them out. We're going to talk a little bit more about Crumbly Comedy uh, coming up a little bit later on in the program, but right now I want to talk about the subject of our show today for this, uh, this special series just for our online people, because when you talk about the First Amendment and you talk about free speech, free expression, uh, so on and so forth regarding that in performing, you know, so many people when it comes to stand-up comedy will point at people like, for example, Richard Pryor, who deserves that because he did push that envelope. Sam Kinison, who we will actually be profiling a little bit later on in the month of November. People like Andrew Dice Clay, who we will discuss later on in the show today. Wink, wink, wink. But there's one person that sometimes gets left out of that conversation, and that's Moms Mabley. And quite frankly, I never understood why. Now, Moms Mabley was not a dirty comic by any stretch of the means. There were some times where she would say stuff that would, um, you know, maybe push the envelope for the time period. But where Moms Mabley comes into the discussion of First Amendment comedy, in my personal opinion, was she was doing things at a time period when nobody else was. And some of the things I'm talking about is the fact that Moms Mabley, okay, this legendary black female comic who influenced an entire generation of black female comics, was doing jokes about being gay at a time when, quite frankly, well, nobody did stuff like that, okay? And if you did, you, you, you didn't talk about it. It was very hush-hush. It was very quiet. Oh, we can't talk about that. But do you know when she was doing it in the 20s, the 1920s, 100 years ago, as a matter of fact, 1921, 102 years ago, if you're if you're doing the math thing, okay, <laughs> she came out as a lesbian at the age of 27 and became one of the first openly gay comedians. On top of that, one of the first openly gay female black comedians. You just didn't do that back then. Throughout the whole rest of the 1920s and 30s, she appeared in uh, androgynous clothing and recorded several, quote, lesbian stand-up routines, as it's been referred to as. Now, some of those are kind of tough to come by for a lot of different reasons. Um, also, at that particular point in time, uh, the way that things were archived and recorded was on acetate uh, 78 records or other form of um 
archiving. Tape hadn't really come into play yet. Um, then in 39, she became the first female comic to perform at the Apollo Theater in Harlem. Pretty cool, huh? So for those of you who have never had the opportunity to hear Moms Mabley, you're going to in just a moment. But I want to remind everybody, Randomosity, Toledo's only vinyl radio show, is up this year for Best of Toledo 2023 for Best Radio Show and Best Podcast. You can go to ToledoCityPaper.com, click on Best of Toledo 2023, go to the media section, And there we are. You can vote every day, once a day, between now and December 15th at 11.59 p.m. on the dot. And we would really, really appreciate your vote. We love all of you for checking out the program. And and for all of you who support us and continue to support us, we we can't say enough um, how appreciative we are of it. It it really means a lot to the program. So without any further ado, (laughs) here is the legend black female comic who, uh, quite frankly, in my opinion, does not get the attention she deserves for just how good and innovative she was with her material. This is Moms Mabley on First Amendment Comedy, Randomosity, Toledo's only vinyl radio show special online series. Ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in. Children and home folks and kin folk. God nearly a banning white man's kin to me. And <laughs> my old man but got around. <laughs> I'm telling you I'm glad to be at home. And I had my first real meal in months. My niece cooked me some hog mom. <laughs> and some crackling cornbread <laughs> and a few greens on the side. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, I'm talking to people that know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, and my uncle got, I went down to see him. I always try to see my folks. Got a farm down in Maryland, chicken farm, you know. He ain't been doing so good. No, he been, had to mix a little sawdust in with the brand that he fed the chickens, you know, to drive them, you know. I went down to see him, he was so glad. And the day I was down there, a man come by, that lucky man come by, Uncle said, I'd lucky to him. Man come by and ordered a hundred hen. And Uncle didn't have but 99. He said, I ain't gonna miss this order. Said, I love this parrot, but this is one time he's going. He told him he never did 99 hens and mix him all up, you know, so the man wouldn't notice it. Load them on the back of the truck and the man paid him. Man got on the road about five miles. He looked back and all the hens was walking. <laughs> walking. Old parrot standing on the back of the truck. He said, Well, you know, as soon as you make up your mind, you girls can ride.
junkie was walking down 7th Street with a live monkey on his back. <laughs> I have to pass by He said, lady, will you please get this cat out from under me? <laughs> This cat was coming back from down to Texas. He'd been down to San Antonio see his mother-in-law. I'd never seen his mother-in-law before. He went down there with his wife in that brand new Cadillac on the way back to New York. So he stopped in a little filling station in Texas in one of them little towns. He said, fill it up, fella. So what do you mean? What are you talking about, boy? I said, fill it up, fella. He said, you know where you at. Do, do you know? You are in Texas, boy. And to prove it to you and to give you a little demonstration, he took a silver dollar out, flipped it up in the air, out with his pistol, put a hole right through the middle of his foot to get the ground. Color fella looked around and said to his wife, honey, hand me one of them apples out that day. He took the apple, throwed it up into the air, out with his switchblade, peeled it, cored it, cut it under, under pieces and tossed it in his hand. The white fella said, how much gas you want, master? Better check your oil, too, buddy. I never would get old Red Fox told us on the mob, say, Folks, you colored folks, my friends, don't get mad when you pass through a suburban town and see those beautiful split-level houses with the little black-eyed man standing out in the front yard. Don't get mad. Get you some money. Build you a split-level house and put a little white boy on woman had 10 girls on her husband. At night, she gave birth to a boy. He says, oh my goodness, I'm so glad. Oh, he was so happy. He buying everybody drink, went on the job, giving everybody cigars, I got me a boy. Got me a boy, lad. 10 girls, now nah, I got me a boy. You know, it's always some drag around. This drag thing. Hey, man, come here. <laughs> he said, you sure that's your boy? <laughs> you around here spending your money buying cigars and stuff. You better go home and ask your wife again. <laughs> he said, man, I guess you're right. <laughs> he went home and said, hey, Becky, come here. He said, Becky, I want two. Becky, I don't want no food. I was, Becky, I whip your head in the ropes like over. I'm telling you, Becky. She said, is that my boy? Don't lie to me, Becky. Is that my boy? She said, yeah, daddy, that's your boy. I swear that's your boy. They didn't say you want me to, daddy. That is your boy. So I don't know about the 10 girls. <laughs>
deputy plane went to Washington. Walked up on the White House lawnmowers. I started up to, to go in the door. I happened to spy and come across from the House of Representatives. I said, "Hey, Lyndon, <laughs> Lyndon, son, Lyndon, come here, boy." Colored up in the air, quick, <laughs> quick, son! Hurry up and do it. I'm telling you now. For Martin Luther, Luther King digs it, and he'd be marching on your buns. <laughs> he said, "Mom, I'm so glad you told me. I don't know what to do. What would I do without you? I hadn't thought about that." He said, "Where can I get the biggest crowd of men together in a hurry?" I said, "125th Street and Seventh Avenue. <laughs> you can get anything you want on 125th Street and Seventh Avenue." He put it all in the newspaper, all on radio and television. Next Thursday. On 125th Street and 7th Avenue, they're gonna kill the first colored astronaut. <laughs> Honey, was 3,000 men gathered out there. 3,000. The man walked out on the platform. He says, "I never saw such bravery in all my life." <laughs> Look at these 3,000 brave men, fearless men, ready to go up for their country. Says I don't know which one to choose, but to be fair, I'm going to throw this feather out, and whoever it lights on will be the first colored man to go up in that tonight. He threw the feather out. You should have seen them 3,000 cats. <laughs> Was driving for an old lady. I wonder how long boy is chauffeur driving for this old rich lady. And she get drunk all the time. She get drunk. So she said to him, "Take me home, Willie. I'm drunk." <laughs> so he took her home. Got to the door. She says, "Pull off my coat." So Willie pulled off her coat. Pull off my dress, Willie. Willie pulled off her dress. She pulled off my girdle, Willie. Willie pulled off her girdle. She says, "And never let me catch you with them on again." You understand? <laughs> Do you see that man laying there? 
Do you see that suit you got on? See, that man bought that suit. Do you see this house that we live in? See, that man pays this you say, you see that car in the driveway that you ride other women around in? Say, that man bought that car. He said, well, baby, you better pull the car up on you. might take cold. <laughs> Woman had nine children. Brought old man in court for non-support. Burned all nine the children sitting up there. He was sitting up there with his legs crossed, with a piece of cigar butt in his mouth, grinning, looking all simple. <laughs> the judge said, lady, tell in your own way, just in your own way, your story. She said, Judge, your honor, you have a heart, guy. When that woman got to talking, baby, everybody in that courthouse was crying. <laughs> judge was crying. Judge said, lady, you know what I'm going to do for you? I'm going to see that you get $80 each and every week. He jumped up and said, well, that's mighty nice of you, judge. I'll try to give a couple of dollars myself. <laughs> I don't know how, I guess I've been in the bank about six months. And so I've gone on a little vacation going down North Carolina saving folk. So I went down to the bank to get a little money. So a president friend of mine, he took me around and introduced me to the boy on the desk. Said, this is mom. Said she wants some traveler's checks. Wait on her. Give her what you want. So uh, I, he said, how much do you want? I said, oh, about $400 in traveler's checks. He said, what denomination, Mom? I said, Baptist. <laughs> Two fellas walking down the street. One of them stuttered. He said, hey, bo ho Hey, man. Oh, look, 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 look at that girl with them pretty legs. He said, where? He said, oh, she gone now. <laughs> Walk down a little further, he said, oh, man. Oh, man, look at that. Woman, woman, we try to put a little, little, He said, where? So, oh, 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 she gone too. <laughs> he said, wait, he walked down the bottom block. He said, oh, 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 oh. He said, oh, I seen it, I seen it, I seen it, I seen it. He said, oh, 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 well, if you seen it, what'd you step in it for? <laughs>
1962, Moms Mabley played Carnegie Hall and made a, a number of appearances on TV shows like the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour. She also started doing music in her act. She did a cover of Abraham, Martin, and John, and believe it or not, it charted, went top 40 on the Billboard Hot 100, July 19th, 1969, making her, at the age of 75, the oldest living person to have a U.S. top 40 hit. <laughs> that's that's pretty unbelievable. Uh, throughout um, the rest of the 60s and into the early 70s, uh, she started making appearances on the Pearl Bailey show and actually opened for Ike and Tina Turner at the Greek Theater, sang a tribute to Louis Armstrong as part of her set as well. And... Um, Unfortunately, uh, while filming the movie Amazing Grace, the only film she was ever in, she suffered a heart attack, but returned to work three weeks later after receiving a pacemaker. And uh, sadly, the following year, May 23rd, 1975, died of heart failure in White Plains, New York. But uh, Moms Mabley and her influence and how she did it and the way she did it at the time when, quite frankly, nobody was. I mean, let's face it, back through through the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, even the early 70s. Nobody had ever heard of anything like LGBT or LGBTQIA with a plus sign or, you know, any of the other ways and means that people of um, gay, bisexual, transgender, uh, so forth, uh, identification uh, display themselves and put themselves out there. No, nobody had ever heard of such a thing you know and so for her to take that chance and for her to put herself out there like that in my opinion my opinion um it it definitely makes her a pioneer in the world of first amendment comedy with what she did because quite frankly <laughs> who was gonna tell mom's mabley no <laughs> you know what i mean and since we're on the subject of telling people or of not telling people no rather <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. You are not, not going to want to miss live stand-up comedy this Wednesday, November 15th. The Ernest Brew Works, downtown Toledo. It's Ohio versus Michigan. The Toledo War. Who owns Toledo? The best comics in Michigan and the best comics in the Toledo area and, the, and some of the Ohio area as well. Going to be getting together for a little face-off. So you are not, not going to want to miss it. Tickets are still available now. Check into Cromley Comedy on Facebook. And you can also get tickets, I believe, at uh, Ernest Brewworks downtown Toledo. And uh, who knows? I think I might have to venture out there. Take the girlfriend. We'll go out. We'll have a couple drinks. We'll just have a good time and just laugh our asses off. It's going to be great. I'm telling you. Be there. This Wednesday, November 15th, for the Ohio versus Michigan Toledo War, brought to you by Crumbly Comedy at Ernest Brewworks, downtown Toledo. This is Moms Mabley on Randomosity, Toledo's only vinyl radio show, continuing our series for First Amendment comedy. Some men went out all over the world looking for the oldest man in the world. The oldest man living, they wanted to find him. They went all overseas, all over in Asia, everywhere, come back in Mexico, and they happened to look way up on one of them high cliffs, and they saw a little shriveled up man. They say he's all bent over, 
said, this must be the oldest man in the world. They went up there with their cameras, you know, and their mic and everything. And they said, oh, how do you live this long? I know you got to be the oldest man in the world. I said, what do you do? He said, I drink seven bottles of tequila every two days. And I got nine women. See you? <laughs> See how old are you? He said, I'm 39. <laughs> but man, you talk about a cat. At the Greyhound bus station, you know, this cat waiting for a bus to go to New York. He walk around the station. You see him on them little machines, you know, like you put a dime in or a nickel in and get your fortune told, you know, and also get your weight. So he went and stepped up on the scale, put his dime in, little card come out, say, you are a Negro, your weight is 185 pounds, you are on your way to New York, your bus leaves in 20 minutes. <laughs> he said, can you beat that? <laughs> I know somebody looking in my pocket, knowing that much about my business. And he happened to look over and he saw an Indian standing in front of one of the cigar stands, you know, the Indian had all his headpiece and everything. He said, hey, Indian, say, come here a minute. I'm gonna see about this. And then came over, he said, here, here, I want to put a dime in there. Give me, give me see how much you weigh. Get up on them scales there. So the Indian got up on the scales. He put the dime in. Card came out. Says, you're an Indian. You're from the Cherokee tribe. Your weight is 146 pounds. You'll soon be going back to the reservation. Indian looked at him and said, mmm, mmm. He said, well, I'm a bit doggone. I've seen, they tell me they got some, how did, say, Indian, lend, lend me that thing you got on your head a minute in that blanket. <laughs> this, this cat took the headpiece and put it on his head, pulled it way down. His blanket around him, way up around his ears, you know, like this. Tipped up on the scale, dropped his dime in, card came out, said, You're still a Negro. Your weight is 165 pounds. You was on your way to New York. But you fooled around with that damn Indian and missed your bus. Great <laughs> boy walking down the street crying. Old man walked up to him. The little boy. Why you cry? 
little boys say, cause I can't do what the big boys do. Old man cry too. <laughs> Now here it is. Mom just got back from down there. Behind the scorch curtain. <laughs> it's Selma. All I down there here heard him give a boy a litter to tell. But them tests have to go through for this boat. This boy has to be a college graduate, see? He went up to the desk, fell up the man says, let me hear you say the Constitution backwards. <laughs> now he's giving a little to tell you about the Constitution backwards. He said the Constitution backwards. So let me hear you say the old and new testament, forward and backwards. He said it forward and backwards. He gave him a Chinese newspaper say, let me hear you read that paper. <laughs> Fellow looked at it. He said, what did it say? What did it say? He said, make no difference what I do. You ain't gonna let me vote no how. Colored <laughs> fella down hope. Died, put up to the gate. Said to me, look at him, said, what do you want? <laughs> Young man, you know me. <laughs> Jack, you know me. I'm old Sam Joe. Old Sam Joe, man, you know me. You be with the NAACP and, you know, coal and all that stuff, man, marching with You remember me? Oh, man, you know me. You get your book down there, you know me. He looked at his book, Sam Jones, and he said, ain't nothing, no, no, you ain't here, no Sam Jones. He said, oh, man, yes, I am. Look there. You know me. I'm the captain, married that white girl on the Capitol step in Jackson, Mississippi. He said, how long was that been? He said, about five minutes ago. <laughs> on my way to work. <laughs> Met a fella. He said, Mama, I hate this. I really hate this, but Mom, give me some money. Yeah, I ain't got no home. I ain't got no family, no children, no wife. My mother and father did. He said, Mom, give me some money. I ain't got nowhere to eat. I ain't got nowhere to sleep. Say, I ain't got nothing, Mom but this gun. <laughs>
some of my hometown people been talking about me. They even said that I prayed. I'm not prayed I'm not. But I don't like no old man. I don't give a damn what color he is. Nothing but a child, and he was dead as a donut. <laughs> Don't be like my old man was. I told him one day, I said, You're sick, why don't you take out some insurance? He said, I ain't gonna take out a damn bit. <laughs> said, when I die, I want it to be a sad day for everybody. <laughs> His suspenders was bigger than he was. <laughs> and we, he was so weak. One day he went to pop his finger and broke his wrist. and got locked, y'all. <laughs> I said to him one day, I said, I'm, uh, I'm going, we were invited up in the country for the weekend. I said, you know anything about the country? He said, sure. <laughs> I know all about the country. In fact, I used to live in the country when I was a boy. I said, when you was a boy, everybody lived in the country. <laughs> Ninety years old and start to drink, and ain't that something? <laughs> I told myself, don't you know every time you go in to a bar, the devil go in there with you? He said, if he does, he buys his own drink. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad he did. I don't know what to do. <laughs> One day I said to him, I said, you, I'm going to give you a little demonstration. I went out the door and I got a worm. And I put it in a glass of water. The little worm swam all around the glass of water. I took that same worm and put it over in the glass of whiskey. The little worm was in that glass of whiskey about two minutes and keeled over dead. I said, what does that prove? What does that prove? He said, prove? If you drink whiskey, you won't have worms. <laughs> said to me one night, we dropped in a movie, took me to the movie. But we went to the movie, we both sat in the same seat, it wasn't no bigger than that. <laughs> He's so old and dried up, he could have sat on a straw. 
thing was the love picture, a moving picture. I love when them love scene. He comes scratching my hand. I say, you kidding? <laughs> That's all right when I die. I'm coming back to scratch your eyes out. I buried him with his face down. The more he scratched, the further away he'll get. who is still operating. Luther, the opera. <laughs> now that the job is done, Congress in Washington Say that we're gonna have a new day. No more sweat and strain. All chances are the same. I thank God I'm here to see this new day. Why, from Maine to California, let me warn you, you got your rights, use them. Don't feel that out. Lift up your head and shout. Here's, here's the last of a new day. Lingo Bucho, Hindi Bucho Mao, wow. Since Congress passed the pat practice rule, you can be a hustler, a scholar, or a fool. It's up to you. Hitch up your wagon to any old star, cause brother, you're to blame now for whatever you are. It's up to you. For instance, you can have money or spend it, go right on trying to jive or end it. Ain't nobody to blame for what you do but you. But why be an Indian when you can be a chief? Just get up off your and get off relief, that's all. It's all up to you. I'm preaching the same today, and this is what I've got to say. All the states are doing fine below the Mason-Dixon line, but Alabama and Mississippi, Mississippi, even down to Alabama, they could be acting like a lamb, but Mississippi is still flipping. Why don't they join the Union and forget the Civil War? What are they waiting for? So listen, Mississippian, if you don't want to come up missing, while you're in your right mind, leave that delta behind. But should you come up to New York to be free, here's some of the hurting things you're liable to see. There they go, 
throwing cans and bricks, breaking out the window, stealing just for kicks. A bunch of stupid people acting like a jerk and too damn lazy to go to work. While here we are, just fighting for the cause. There they go, breaking all the laws. A bunch of wild children just acting like a fool and too damn dumb to stay in school. Now, please don't get offended at what mom say. I love you and just don't want to see you acting that way. Not while we are climbing. Freedom's ladder. Children, we are climbing. Freedom's ladder. We are climbing. Freedom's ladder. We're soldiers for a good cause. Everybody now, don't do, won't do. Now don't do, won't do. My name is Dr. J. Thomas, and you've been listening to Randomosity, Toledo's only vinyl radio show with our special online-only series titled First Amendment Comedy. This week, we profiled the work and influence of Moms Maybelline. Next week, well, I'm just going to warn you. Um, if you are a young person or you are an individual who, uh, shall we say, uh, is a person who's uh, <laughs> who, who doesn't necessarily care for the um, blue comedy world, shall we say, uh, you, you may want to skip next week, but we're going to do it simply because of the fact of what the man did in his time, in his era, at the point in time, at a different era, in not just culture, but society. And it was MTV, and it was rock and roll, and it was foot to the gas straight ahead. Next week, we are going to profile a man by the name of Andrew Dice Clay. And let me tell you folks, next week will will be accompanied with a parental advisory explicit content warning and sticker across the board because next week's show will not under any circumstances whatsoever be considered radio playable and i'm just being honest with you here all right so stay tuned for that we're going to push the envelope next week <laughs> for our special online only series profiling andrew dice clay ladies and gentlemen you have been listening to randomosity toledo's only vinyl radio show and we are a production of randomosity podcast llc copyright 2023 2024 no portion of this program may be rebroadcast retransmitted or reproduced without the express written consent of randomosity podcast llc and uh well whatever station our show airs on which probably after next week won't be any <laughs> even though it's online only hey it's a joke, right? <laughs> it's okay to laugh. 
This is the First Amendment comedy series brought to you in part by Crumbly Comedy on Randomosity, Toledo's only vinyl radio show. And ladies and gentlemen, the doctor has left the office. You're listening to the Toledo City Paper. Reader and radio listener. Voted best of Toledo 2022. The best radio show and best podcast. Victory is mine. Ah! This is Randomosity. Toledo's only vinyl radio.